And now, this week's edition of Big Face with your host, Samantha Jane Tilton. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Big Face. I'm your host, Samantha Jane Tilton, and my guest today here is Victor Cruz, actor, comedian, producer, teacher, so many things I didn't even know you did, but you're here doing them. (laughs) Welcome, man. Hey, thanks for having me. I I really, really appreciate it. Thanks for being here. And uh, just so those of you know, um, we had to push this a little while, you know, a little while after we were supposed to do it because Victor had a self-tape audition. Yeah, it was a last minute self-tape audition that came in as sometimes they've been coming in very last minute, like suddenly it's like, hey, we need this right now. Can you get this on tape? It's like two seconds. Two seconds and literally, and then I was looking at the instruction. It was like, you need a reader for this. And I was like, oh gosh. <sighs> so I, I quickly called a friend of mine and said, listen, will you read with me via FaceTime? And yeah, I don't have to see you, just need to hear you. And they need to hear that I'm talking to another human being, not me. And anyways, the, it all worked out. <laughs> <laughs> it, it went well. I was like, all right, good for him. Yeah, it went well. I mean, I was literally, I was trying my best because, you know, with, with these auditions, you get very specific instructions. And I'm talking about some of them are so specific that if you even sort of go off slightly off of what they've asked, it's sort of a big deal. So uh, I'm trying. I'm trying to keep <laughs> up with everyone's, everyone's instructions. <laughs> but a lot of times the instructions can be so inane and like they can just uh be too much where it's like it they almost contradict it's like they contradict itself a lot of the time totally totally so that's I'm like, what gets me <laughs> i'm like I'm, I'm signed on wait a minute i don't know how to sign on to this right now this is like so that's awesome i'm glad you got to get it done yeah yeah, yeah. we're literally like i i told i told my agent i said look um you know, because sometimes it just so happens that, you know, you're friends with the casting directors, you you have a long history. And, yeah. you know, if it's not a common practice, you could say, look, I love them. They love me. Right. Just mention to them, I need a few more minutes and, you know, they're, they're going to get some quali- quality stuff. So that's, I feel like when people know that they can vouch for you, they get to know who you are as a person, that you're dependable, that you do good work. People don't mind giving people a few more minutes. It's when yeah. somebody's always late and doesn't respect, you know, that people are like, yeah, maybe not. Sure. Yep. <laughs> so that's very cool. So there's so much that I want to know about you. So I know Victor. So those of you guys watching, I know Victor just from him coming, not just, but from him coming in and auditioning when I've been casting director for certain sessions. And then if you guys watch the episode with my dear friend, David Bellantoni, who is also casting director, Victor knows David as well and had David on your show. Yes, yes, I did. And then that uh, David is another like good friend in the business who I've just known for a while. And yeah, and also know that he's more than a casting director, that he's a writer and he's a producer and a director and, you know, just a renaissance man, a survivor, a guy who like just an artist who does it, you know, makes it happen. And you just admire, you know, uh, folks like that. So he's he's definitely a friend I keep close. We're lucky to have him. He's one of those. He's, yeah. he's just as solid. Like we'll always say about somebody, if we like somebody, we're like, they're a good egg. And he's yeah. like, oh, he's yeah. exactly that. He's a good egg. You yeah. Know? yeah. And he keeps it real and he's humble at the same time. So it's yeah. like, you, you can't ask for anything better than that. Just... No. Speaking of uh, so much, speaking of humble. Um, so I know you and your vibe and your energy has always been really nice. Whenever I've, whenever I've met you with through auditions, 
But then just in before doing our interview, just reading a bit about one of the things that you've shared with me is that you have an acting studio, that you're a teacher and a coach. So if you want to tell us about that a little bit. Yeah, yeah for sure. You know, uh, just as an actor, like when I started acting, uh, you know, I kind of just naturally and organically, you know, would help my friends prepare for auditions yep. or, you know, just found myself extra helpful, you know, giving some really good insight on maybe how they should approach things. And um, I found that it was very helpful. But more than that, I found that I actually enjoyed to do that. I just enjoyed helping people. And so I was sort of unofficially sort of teaching for a little bit and doing workshops here and there. And then finally, maybe about I want to say 10 plus years ago, I just decided to do a workshop and see if it's something that I could do officially. And that first workshop, over 40 people showed up and most of them I didn't know. It was just word of mouth. People said, you, you should go and hang out with wow. Victor and see what he has to offer. And that was the beginnings of it. And um, I just said, okay, I think this is something I can do. And so that's that's how it began. Uh, it just started as me just simply renting studios in Midtown and conducting classes till now I actually have an official studio um, on 38th Street between 8th and 9th in New York City and yeah. um, conduct classes. I offer self-tape services. I also conduct, uh, you know, pre-pandemic, I was conducting um, my own podcast interviews about the acting world and industry yep. and uh, I would interview folks like yourself yeah. um, to just talk about, you know, best practices and things that actors should think about or things that we don't know and, yeah. and don'ts and things and things like that. So, yeah. So, so that's, that's how it all began. What's the name of your acting studio? Just so everybody knows. Uh, yeah. So it's the Victor Cruz acting studio. And uh, if you want to find out information about it, you can log on to the name itself, Victor Cruz acting studio.com. It's got tons of information We've got some remote classes coming up. We've got one that is an acting class focusing on monologues and scene work. And then we've got another one that's on camera that's coming up. And it's so funny to do an on-camera class remotely. I know. It's, it's bizarre, but what happens is I'm also on the faculty at HB Studio. Okay. And, and I teach a class there once a week. I, I started teaching an on-camera class a couple of years ago, mm-hmm. but because of the pandemic, I... Um, they had me do this on-camera class and I had no idea how this was going to work. <laughs> but it turns out that the students were a lot more busier than they had been before because now what I'm asking them to do is mm. to learn how to make films, basically, and then to put themselves in those frames. Huh. That's yeah. very, very interesting. Yeah, wow. Like and then you... Okay, I'm sorry. No, 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 no. I'm sorry to cut you off. No, I, please. So yeah, it's just, it's just everything like to, to, to write a script, to how to frame the thing, how to think like a filmmaker so that then they could put themselves in front of a camera because I couldn't be there with them. So Yeah. I mean, it's interesting just reading about your school. And by the way, so all of Victor's info about his studio and everything, uh, when you want to know more, because you're going to want to know more after all of this, because I already do, and I you know <laughs> from reading stuff, all of his info, all of your info will be there with the episode so people can find you. And um just reading about the way that you teach, the way that you approach giving students things directed for them, that there's not this cookie cutter way of teaching, but that you really, you have people write their own material and give them different insights into themselves, not just assigning work. And I think that that's really special. Yeah. Yeah. It, it changed my life because, um, 
you know, I, I had training as an actor and I went to conservatory at SUNY Purchase and, you know, I, I learned all yeah. the different, uh, you know, classics, different approaches to acting and, and some of that stuff I, is still in my DNA, just things that I love that work for me. Yeah. Um, but along the, along the way, I, I met a spiritual teacher um, who changed my life, who, who really encouraged me to look at myself in the mirror and to see myself for who and what I was. Um, also to truly accept myself and the gifts mm -hmm. and where I was at that moment. Also, um, you know how you always hear like love yourself and, and honor your journey. Sometimes those terms and sayings can be taken for granted because uh, people use them on, on Hallmark cards yes. or you see them here and there. But when you actually do that work and you have to face yourself, it really does give you this internal strength that you never thought you had, and it was always there. And um, so my teacher, uh, Guru Enlightenment, she basically took um, her style of teaching and I applied it to the, the lessons I was teaching acting wise. And so I have students look at themselves and from that they create original material that is powerful, it's moving, it's honest, it's real. Mm. So they're not just learning acting technique, but they're also learning about themselves and building confidence, which I think is such an important ingredient when dealing with this kind of work. Yeah, You're not making choices that are fear-based, but instead I'm, I'm walking into your casting office, offering you the very best of me and feeling good about that when I leave, you know? And that's everything, you know, um, I always tell people when I, I teach as well, I'm, I'm always just like, don't try and do it right. There's like doing it right as an actor is like death to good acting. Instead, do the work on your craft, do the work on yourself, and then trust that when you bring that in, you can feel good about that. And that's where the good work happens, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. and, and I really, it moved me just reading about it and even just you talking about you know, having a spiritual mentor and that really changing the direction of things for you. For me, uh, when I first started acting, I remember being so hard on myself that I would be on stage and my acting coach would tell me to do something and I'd, I'd go, I can't, I can't, I can't. And I was just so, it was all pride and ego, which is what I believe you, you wrote. And it was all about me. And, um, my acting and my approach to things completely changed when I started doing the emotional and spiritual work. And so I identify with that. And I think that's a beautiful thing of the way that you approach trying to help others do that. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for that. I, I really appreciate it. Um, and, and, you know, thank you again for uh, allowing me to talk about it on your show, because I, oh, I don't think I've had enough platforms in which I've been able to uh, share this with folks. So, so thank you for, for the space in which to do it. Oh, I'm, I'm grateful that you yeah. give that space. I'm grateful for you to talk about it. You know, I, when I teach class, that's one of the things um, that I say all the time, how important it is to have a safe, supportive space where, and I believe you wrote that on your website too, where you can fall on your face and get back up with yeah. strength. And like, that is everything. Cause I, me, Samantha, and also as an actor, I want to be the best immediately i hate not being perfect yeah i'll never be perfect but even just the i have to be willing to suck yeah yeah and there has to be acceptance with for that otherwise i i can't grow 
I think, you know, I think about why we feel that way, you know, and, and I look and I look back and, and I think to myself and, and, you know, I think back to growing up as I grew up Catholic and I remember just growing up in church. It always felt like you'll never be as good as, you know, the um, for instance, for me, right, because it's Christian based at that time. I was Catholic. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm a spiritual person today. I'm not religious, but back Get then out. you'll never be as good as Jesus because Jesus is perfect. Mm-hmm. And, and you say, yeah, he is perfect. And I want to aspire to be like him, but I'll never be like him. I'll never be perfect. Right. And so you, I think that informs you at an early age that whatever your r- religious belief system is, that you'll never be perfection. And you, and it, it then it bleeds into the rest of your life where it's like you're trying so hard to be perfect. And that, that's obviously one ingredient of it. Right. Um, there's also the ingredient of, you know, society, your friends, family, family. being hard on you about perfection because yep. they want you to be either better than them or they want you to be an idea that others are practicing or at least per- yes. perception. Mm-hmm. And so that stuff informs you as well. And so now you reach an age where, you know, you want to be an actor, you want to be some kind of artist, and you're trying to find how to be that. And so you kick your butt, you kick your own ass. Right. And, and until you realize where we are talking about now, which is, yeah. well, who am I really? Who am I really? What are my gifts? Let me now let those gifts blossom versus trying to make something that isn't real blossom. Yep. So. I have the chills. It's, you know, it's it, like you said about Jesus. And I think for some people it can be religious and some, as a kid, anybody in authority can have that greaterness to them. And so their word is gospel. They're what they I speak for myself. Yeah, yeah. What they say what, is the gospel. What, right? Yes. And so what they would see in me or what was wrong with me, they were right because they knew. For sure. And so I carried all of those beliefs with me that kept me blocked. That I, I mean, I feel like it's always a process of working through all that stuff, right? Yeah. But it wasn't until it's like, oh, that's not about me. That's their stuff. That's right. How do I clear that? What? Who am I really? That that's so true, and and you're right. We're going to continue to work on that because there's so many layers of so belief many. systems that we think we've arrived at a place where it is our voice, and it may just be another layer that we've got to deal with that yep. isn't ours still. Um, yep. You know, and and the hope is that you will work on yourself consciously to the end of your journey, yep. but along the way, your mm-hmm. message, including this show that you've created is going to be a place where people can be inspired because sometimes we don't realize who we inspire in the process. And it's huge. You, I know you've met actors later on that said, you know, however many years ago you told me in that audition room to, to believe in myself. And I realized I didn't. And now I do because I thought mm-hmm. about it. So those things we, you know, we, we can contribute to change people's lives. And it's so true. And it's, I think in order to do that, it's, it's gotta, for me, it's gotta then not be about me. Like even when I do these episodes, I don't watch them back. I, right. I edit them just to, to have it all, but because I let it be, I have acceptance that whatever I said, I was supposed to say, I don't need to judge it and it's out there. Right. There's, 
and, and uh, because it's not about me. And if somebody's going to get something from it, great. And it's not about me. Like that's what finally got me to do this is that I, instead of thinking, how is this going to affect me? What if this and what if that, what if it doesn't work out? What if it became about people like you that might have something to say that could help people, especially right now. And, and I know just talking, this helps me like hearing from someone like you right now. Yeah, I love this. This is, this is the best. I'm, I'm glad it, again, I love that you're doing this and, um, Thank you. and, and, and I understand that of like, no, I'm not going to sit here and watch this and then start to think that this right. isn't enough. I'm going to put it out there and then maybe I'll watch it and I'm going to deal with it for what it is. You're right. <laughs> Im- imperfect. Always a work in progress, which it is, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's, it's so wonderful. So, I mean, I, I wanted to talk to you a little bit about your journey as an actor mm-hmm. because um, is that what you always wanted to do when you, you studied at uh, SUNY Purchase? Is- um, you know, it's interesting. Yeah. So I, I went into SUNY Purchase knowing that I was going to study in their conservatory. Okay. Uh, I had no idea how intense their program was at the time. I had mm. no idea how early I was going to have to get up. I, I just auditioned for it and I got in um, and I just didn't know what was going to be asked of me. So <laughs> it was, it was really, really something to get used to. It was intense. It was, yeah. uh, d- you know, really, truly four years mm. of hardcore dedication. Your day started mm. at, you know, six o'clock in the morning and you're doing all this class, long classes too, long classes that focused on voice and speech and acting. Some acting classes felt like, I think they were like five hours long. Sometimes you get That's an rough. hour of dinner break and then you were running running with food still coming out of your mouth to rehearsal because <laughs> you'd be rehearsed from seven to 11 and still had to rehearse after for a scene you had to do in class the next day the next day oh man Stuff like that you know so it, it was intense. something it was intense but uh, to answer your question I, i've always wanted to be involved in the world of entertainment since i was 11. i was very clear at 11 that i wanted mm-hmm. to be a part of it and um so, you know, I was like, as an actor, as a writer, as a producer, as an animator, all these things were floating in my head at 11. Um, but I think it was in high school when I was like, yeah, this is what it's going to be. Mm. It's, it's amazing. Just like, so uh, I'm sure it's okay to share this, that you, uh, among many of the things that you do, which we'll talk about, you created an, a new animated series during quarantine. <laughs> I did. <laughs> So you sent me the link to the latest episode and I watched it. And so go ahead. I'll just say awesome, but go ahead. Tell us what it is and what, what started this. It's amazing. So, so the new cartoon that I, that was birthed, it's funny because the character's voice had been created, had been around for years. It was a voice that I did. It's your voice, right? And it's my voice, you know, and there's this, there's this voice right here, you know, like, (laughs) Puerto Rican women from my neighborhood, they used to talk like that, right? And sometimes they would just do this. And sometimes I would call my friends and so I would good. like prank phone calls just to talk to them and tell them, Mira, you need to drink water, okay? Because if you don't drink water, you're going to die, okay? So I would do that voice. It, and- it was so good. I was like, I was like, this is freaking, I was loving it. That's how I get with my very Jewish accent. Like when I get very, very Jewy, I do that. <laughs> and, and she's the, you know, it's funny because if you think about it, she's got the antics uh, of like a Jewish mom. Yenta. Like mom, there, there are a lot of similarities. In so terms many. Of the concerns and the worries and what you should and shouldn't do. And um, so, 
so during <laughs> quarantine, um, I was trying to figure out what I was going to do with the character's voice. I was trying to build her up. I was like, you know, I started doing her as a character that would call into my friend's podcast. And, and he would talk to her about like, what, what she did with her stimulus package check. <laughs> um, like, and, and we'd go through a whole list of things that she bought that were like totally unnecessary. And it was, it was great. But I was like, do I dress as the character? Do I make videos of her? What do I do with her? Mm-hmm. And um, anyways, in doing research, I started becoming interested in maybe having her animated. And I was looking around and I found this one guy who would take funny clips and animate them. And that was okay, but it wasn't enough. And I was like, I kind of want, because I also draw too. I, I grew up drawing cartoons. and Really? As a huge fan of Mike Judge and, um, you know, all those fun cartoons on MTV, yes. like Liquid Television, oh. Max and The Head. Yes. And <laughs> I was a big fan of like Mel Blanc and all the voices he did. So I was like, okay, um, I'm going to draw the character and maybe somebody could build the character for me mm-hmm. or animate the character for me. So anyways, I found a guy, this, this awesome artist and animator in Panama that I saw a post where he said, I could turn any design that you have into a digital puppet and, and, and give it to you. And then I have a program at home that I can take that digital puppet and I can move her and talk. And she, she talks with me and, and so I can move her around. And then in Adobe Premiere, oh, yeah. I could then add layers to the world that she's in and and voila i could create a cartoon so literally like two or three days he took my drawing he designed it exactly the way i drew it sent it back i did the first episode in a few days just to experiment yeah and it was for me it was totally for me i had no thought of like this is a strategy let me find a way to connect with people maybe i can sell merch down the line i thought of none of these things i just wanted to have fun and she suddenly became so well received. Her name is Tita. Tita the cartoon is called it. Tita. And anybody who's watching wants to check her out. You can go to titasworld.com and that'll take you to all the episodes. But yeah, so that's that's basically in a nutshell how she was birthed during quarantine. So oh guys, like <laughs> it was so good. Like the responses from the granddaughter, like I was just like, this is this is great. I definitely <laughs> need to check that out. The links and stuff will be there. I mean Great job, man. Thank That's you. it's Thank so you. you know good for you because it, for me the the ideas I have about wanting to do this or wanting to do that and that would be cool if it was animated but then that seems so foreign. How would I ever be able to do that? Like I write and I draw, but it's like good for you to take the action to just try it yeah. and look. That's everything. I will, I will literally give you, I didn't realize that you, you draw as well, that you draw, you draw cartoons. I, I like drawing comics and stuff. Comics. Yeah. It's amazing. I love that. That's so cool. Comics. Like, I love I'll, I'll take comics. you, I'll take you through the whole process so that you can have the tools you need if you want to create anything. Since uh, this is what you you're love amazing. as well. I'll totally do that. Yeah. You're so, man, you're a good egg. <laughs> wait that's david's title i want to take with david <laughs> i think he, he he'd let you have this one right okay, now okay. <laughs> that's, that's lovely of you thank you of it's, it's it's so wonderful to hear it's it's interesting i i didn't know you that well but we have so much in common like yeah i love i've been coaching and teaching and i never knew i would love that stuff and i love it 
and I, I really identified with when I was looking at your, your studio's website and stuff, like the way that I can feel your passion, your joy, and even just talking to you about giving to others and helping others. And that's, so anybody watching, that's the kind of, that's the kind of teacher, that's the kind of atmosphere that you want. It's, I feel better just even being around it. It's really wonderful. Yeah, no, thank you for that. That means a lot to me. Yeah, I really Appreciate mean it. it. That's so, okay, so much. So let's talk a little bit about your acting. It's funny because uh, it, you said something, uh, I read that you had a part on The Sopranos and oh, yeah. just one out of, I looked at your IMDb, it's like you have a million things, but I just started watching Sopranos for the first time. I've been yeah, yeah. watching it in quarantine. Uh, so I was like, oh, I'm going to see him soon. <laughs> So tell us how that's been the the journey acting man. Yeah, I mean that that was that was the first um uh, that was the first gig that I got on TV and I literally booked it the day before I graduated from SUNY Purchase. Wow. Um, that was a big deal because it was like, oh wow, this is so cool. Like every all all the stuff we had talked about earlier. Yeah. It's like it's paid off. I've worked hard and and I've gotten to this point and you know, there, when you're in school, especially like Sunu Purchase, I don't know if it's changed today, but you were not allowed to audition. You weren't allowed to like work while you're in school because mm. of the schedule. So I mm. had to figure a way to audition that it wouldn't disrupt my schedule. And it's because I, you know, the opportunities were coming up and I just, I didn't feel like I could turn them down. And I'm glad I didn't because had I not built a relationship with casting directors before I graduated, right. I would not have been able to walk into sort of doing that already. Yeah. And um, so I booked that role before I graduated. Um, it's funny because then they bring you in for the reading amongst the entire cast. And wow. I have one line, I have one line, but I don't care. I don't care if it's one word, like, hey, you know? It's like, <laughs> hell yeah. That's it's amazing. Yeah, go ahead, I'm sorry. No, no, it's okay. I'm so excited. Lee <laughs> like, yeah. sitting next to me. And James oh, wow. Andofini is sitting two people away from me. And when I said my line, he looked at me with this real serious look. And I thought to myself, I'm going to be whacked <laughs> reading. Like he looked at me like he was uh, Tony Soprano. Wasn't James Gandolfini. That's, uh, that's how good he was. Uh, Steve Buscemi ooh. was in the room. And, uh, I mean, all these amazing actors. And they were so kind and sweet. And it's funny because my one line... Um, ended up being cut. And <laughs> just pause there for a second. So you're hearing this amazing story, guys, right? And this is so the business. The one line, all of this goes into it, and the one line gets cut. That's show business, guys. That's show business, baby. And Good to know that, though. It happens to the best of them. Go ahead. No, I don't know the line is going to be cut because we filmed it, and I'm sending postcards. This is a time when you would, you know, you're still sending headshots in the mail, like all right. to, to every single person you can get to. Postcards galore. Yeah. I've got all my friends in my mom's house and we're all waiting for the moment to come. And then there's the scene. And then <laughs> I look up and cut to the next scene, right? <laughs> and it's like, wait, there's the... And so I was like, oh no, they cut my line. And then they come back and I think I'm like dead. I think I'm dead. I'm not even sure. Um, but anyways, my name pops up in the credits. And so my mom said to me, you know, she said, look, you're still there. You're still there. And your name is in the credits. You were part of that episode. And everybody applauded for me. And I was like, okay, yeah, yeah, thank you. <laughs> you know what? Oh my God. It's so funny. It's, it reminds me, did you, did you ever watch Friends? 
Um, I've, I, you know, I, I, I've started binging it recently. Oh, I've wow. The first season. Yeah, because I used to watch it sporadically, but I didn't watch yeah. it religiously like a lot, a lot of my friends. Yeah. So, so now I'm really enjoying it actually, but uh, what, what, what can I look one. forward to? There was a, Joey it, like gets a role on a show. It's like, I think it's like Law and Order or something. And yeah. his grandma from Italy is there and everybody's there. And she's like, oh my joy. And then they're all like excited. And he's like, uh-oh, uh-oh, everybody keeps smiling. And they're like, what? He's like, I'm dead. They're like, how do you know? Maybe th they're like, well, I'm in the body bag. Like, so I think I'm dead. <laughs> They killed him off in that episode. Like, yeah, that, that he, they didn't even show his face. He was already in the bag. <laughs> so he has everybody there to watch it. I'm like, dude, this is amazing. Because it's so true. There was an episode I'd watched recently where Joey's butt was going to be uh, Al Pacino's <laughs> <Al> butt. <laughs> <laughs> amazing. It's, that, that show, it, you know what? It holds up. Yeah, yeah. It holds up. It's still, it's very silly. The writing was really good. Yeah, no, it's good stuff, man. It's yeah. good. I didn't realize how good it was till I started watching. I was like, oh, okay. So yeah, I've been giving that a break, trying to do different ones. But yeah, so like with you with that show, like it just goes, it goes to show what an experience. So much of like, I think longevity in this career in this business is not focusing on the outcome and the result, but the experience. Because like, look what the story you just had to say about James Gandolfini, like and seeing all those people in the room and what a lovely experience. Yeah. And you got there, you got yeah. it. You know how many people didn't get that? They didn't get the role, they didn't get that experience. So like editing is a whole other thing. And being on the casting side, to see how much goes into why somebody doesn't get it, even though they nailed it and they were like number one pick. Yeah. The outcome is like, it's so, there's so many factors. Yeah, no, it was, um, it was awesome. I mean, I hit the lotto for me. It was the most ex amazing experience. I, you know, nothing at that time, I still, there was still a lot of magic for me, you know, you know, and I, and I say that, I say that kindly because, you know, the magic dwindles a little bit once you understand the realities of things and things that you grew up as a, as a child, not knowing what went, went on behind the scenes. Yeah. Um, that magic was still there for me at that time. And so, you know, I was, I was in a very much like in a childlike state, <laughs> excited to, to. I know. There's some of those first experiences. Uh, I, I just remember this the other day. Do you know Issa Morales? Oh, uh, yeah. 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 Uh, so in my acting class one day, uh, so when I first started acting, he came, he was a student of my teachers like years before, oh, nice. and he came to visit and check out class. And I remember we all had to do the same scene. And I went up to do it, and I was like handcuffed to the chair, and I was like, talking to an officer or detective and being like, yeah. pretty much like, fuck you, you know? Yeah. But my instinct was, even though I was handcuffed to the chair, I got up with the chair and like kept it and got in the cop's face still holding the chair. <laughs> and it was just, I was very into it. And he stood up, this, it's so Love funny because I just remember this the other day, he stood up and he went, that's an actor. And it was like, oh, like. You're It's, ah, Oh yeah, that was my first just, introduction to him. I, I don't think I had seen anything else. And I think that was my first, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's funny because uh, my, my mother was from Argentina, but yeah. I, I grew up, it's like, um, 
so I, I like, especially love like Tita and stuff. And I, I love all that stuff, but I also grew up Jewish and everybody just always thinks I'm very white and Jewish. <laughs> so, right. And I like, I really, I never would ever get past uh, like cast for anything Hispanic at all or anything. Right. And, um, yeah, cause people don't know the history. They don't know that, um, no. A lot of, uh, uh, there, there are a lot of uh, Jewish communities in Argentina, in parts of South America, especially yep. during World War II, a lot of yep. the Jews that, that, that escaped that, that horrible situation migrated to South, South America, especially yep. Argentina, huge community. And um, yeah, so I, I know a lot of Argentinians who, who are Jewish. Um, yeah, my, my grandparents were Holocaust survivors. Like yeah. we lost a lot of family, but then after that, they went to Argentina. So that's where my mom was from, you know? Yeah, I knew two professors that worked with my mom. So I lived in Puerto Rico for a couple of years and she worked at a university where a couple of the professors, both of them um, were Holocaust survivors. They had escaped somehow, some way, and wow. they found themselves uh, being able to get to Argentina. But even when they were in Argentina, I think that there were stories of, you know, spies and people looking out for those that had, escaped the Holocaust. And so, um, you know, at an early age, I knew that story. So I was very well informed that yeah. uh, that could be the case, you know, so. And I just found out that uh, <laughs> uh, one of my family members, because they're doing, you know, now you can do research in terms of your background. Yes. Um, that uh, I may have some Jewish background in my really? family. And so I have to look into it a little more, but I just recently found that out, which is interesting. That's why did you do one of those uh, like um, uh, 23 and me kind of tests or just from knowing from your family? A cousin of my mom reached out to her and she had done the test and she found some information. And so she, she, she was saying that, I think it goes as far back as like my great, 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 great grandmother was Jewish. Fascinating. Yeah. So. So interesting. But I don't know from where, what, what part of the, Yeah, here. that's, it's really interesting. Yeah, I, um, my dad found out as once I got older um, that uh, he was adopted. He never knew his whole life. And mm -hmm. both, have, both of his parents have passed away, adopted and, and regular, and birth, and uh, regular. And uh, <laughs> the, the venti, there's so, mild, yeah. there's tall. <laughs> and then there's you know, the regulars. <laughs> <laughs> oh great it turns out that that i'm italian but so he never knew we just thought he was jewish but he's like half italian so i never knew my whole life that i was italian so it's just it's interesting wow. when you find out. that's so fascinating you got to find out more about that yeah i will actually i'm going to do the the test and uh try to connect with other family members because i guess you connect with other people when you do the tests yes people that are in your family and, and there's a whole side of my grandmother's family from my mom's side that i don't have a relationship with like in terms of her right. family like cousins and siblings I, I don't really know them um but they were like doctors and lawyers and they were you know um yeah there's there's a whole other story i don't know so yeah there's there's a whole lot of stories we don't yeah, know yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's so i want to know like i think it's important i uh before my grandma passed away she took me to israel and long story short she didn't know this but i walked around with a recorder for two weeks when I was there with her and I kept oh, asking wow. her stories. And so I have all these mini cassettes That's of great. stories from the Holocaust and I just have to get them. 
I need somebody that's good with like audio editing because mm -hmm. they're the little mini cassettes. They don't sound that great. So I need, I need to get somebody to work on it, but there's so many stories about the war and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. You might be able to find a cable that goes from your recorder into your computer or some sort of converter. I did get them into audacity. Um, okay, good. So I have them. Good. I just can't figure out how to get, like, you know, the background sound out and raise the oh, oh, somebody that's better with that stuff. I gotcha. I gotcha. Yeah. You're like, I'm about, I'm like waiting for you to be like, I'm very good at that because you seem to be well, very good. I'm very at good at that. What you do is, well, you know, there, there are, there are stuff. I know that like, I know Adobe Premiere, like there are some little tricks and things that you, some plugins that you drop in and it will literally just focus on what's at hand. So like maybe your grandmother just her voice just the voice um and then the other stuff will it'll sound strange but it'll be pushed away so it'll be like almost really isolated yeah yeah isolated um you know it might sound like it's underwater everything yes but she's forward so See, that's all that that's as long as i can hear what's actually important that's great you that know might be helpful i don't know do you have adobe premiere i don't okay. i don't i could i could look into that I'm like, I'm yeah. Well, I'll, I'll see if I can find some other tricks for you, but I'll I'll share that as well. I think. You Thank, you. Talk okay. and Thank you. Thank you so of the much. We'll, we'll talk and. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're, <laughs> oh, we're connected now, man. We're connected. <laughs> yeah, 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 for sure. So tell me. So, I mean, you do so much. You produce. You produce features. You write. You animate. Like, what? Uh, have you been keeping busy during the quarantine? Yeah. The um. The 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 cartoon has kept me busy that the cartoon has definitely kept, kept me busy. My kids are definitely keeping me busy. They, um, how many kids I, you have? Uh, I have two kids. How old? I have, uh, I, my daughter is seven and my son is two. He'll be three in November. Oh, congrats. Thank you. Thank you. And they'll so, keep you busy, especially being yeah, home. <laughs> they've been keeping me busy. I've been home a lot with them, but, but the beautiful part about it is that I've gotten a chance to really get to know them. You know, mm. you could say, you know, your kids because you're a good parent and, and yeah, you know, you can be a very good parent, but it's something about spending so much time with them that you really understand like the, the signs and the requests and like what's actually needed, which, you know, I'm just like, yeah, okay. Now, now we know. And then they know me too, you know, they'll say, okay, let's, let's leave dad alone. He's, <laughs> he's busy <laughs> or, or sometimes they don't, you know? Yeah. So, I think I have a picture of me holding like one, one of my kids climbing over me while I'm working on the cartoon, which I'm going to, you know, probably. Have oh, to I want to see that picture. <laughs> yeah. Cause they're, and they love the cartoon. They're huge fans of it. They want me to talk to them in the different characters. Um, and because they're huge fans of it, I, I now make it for them. I make the episodes for them. And anybody else That's who, so awesome. you know, who, who's, who wants to come on board and enjoy it, welcome. But yeah, it's for them now. So that's, <laughs> oh, that's so awesome. That's so awesome. What are their names? Do you mind me asking? No, no, not at all. My daughter's name is Leslie and my son's name is Elias James, oh. or we call him EJ for short. Just uh, Elias James is when he's in trouble. That's EJ is just one word. Trying to tell him, hey, so is that. Ready. <laughs> eat your cereal. <laughs> Take that, EJ. Elias James, <laughs> you know, but he's good. He's 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 a good kid. Um, uh -huh. She, they're they're two totally different energies. My 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 daughter is wild energy. She's, she's um, the baby. Oh yeah, she's she's the boss man. And and then the my son is definitely um, 
he's a lot more calm energy. He's chill. He wakes up sometimes. I don't want to be bothered. Let you know. He's like, not now. Just get me some milk. Not now. <laughs> Those are the coolest kids where they're when they're just kind of like an old man in a little person's body oh. where they're just like. Just turn on the TV. Yeah, leave me alone. Eh. <laughs> so funny there's something to be said about being the older sibling or younger sibling like mm -hmm. my brother was straight a student quiet as a mouse i was wild and always in trouble and i was a good kid but like always in trouble right right, right. i didn't do anything terrible but i was disruptive and like always loud and needing attention <laughs> different you know <laughs> Yeah. yeah. I have my moments too. And I guess it's just part of being a kid. You know, it's just natural stuff. Every kid is different. Some yeah. kids require more attention than others. And, um, but you know, like you said, you know, you weren't, you weren't a bad kid. You just, you know, it's like, it's my time now. Let's go. And there's something, do you teach kids by the way? Um, I have taught kids. I've taught, um, kids as probably as young as like seven, seven, eight okay. years old. Um, but yeah, and then but I, I usually teach them privately. I haven't taught like, yeah. a class setting just yet. It's something to be said. Um, I taught a, a kids class for Actors Connection yesterday over Zoom, and there's something to be said about working with kids when I have such a respect for being a kid, and that it's not easy, even in the best of circumstances. I think people are like, oh, they're a kid. It's it, you know, it only gets harder. But when you're a kid at least for me, whatever you're feeling, whatever situation, you can't just be like, all right, I'm done with that person. I'm out. Like I'm isolating. Like you're stuck dealing and feeling and yeah. you have no say over your circumstance. So I feel like it's really hard. Yeah. You can't, you can't just take a moment to process like how you're going to, you know, cause sometimes with teaching, as you know, it's a lot of it is improvisational in the sense that, you know, you have a plan of what you're going to teach that day or to that particular individual. But obviously, based on what happens, you sort of shift the lesson a little bit so it fits them. Right. And with kids, you, you have to be just present constantly, constantly with them and be also patient with their process because it's totally different. You totally know? different. Exactly. <laughs> As you know. Seriously. Um, so many things. There's something I do want to ask you. Um, there is a portion of my show. It's called A Feather in Your Cap. Mm -hmm. And by that, I mean a success or an achievement, maybe something that you've learned that may help you in the future or that has maybe even already helped you. I call that a feather in your cap. And if you have one that comes to mind that you could offer our viewers or listeners that you think might be useful to them. Um, that's a good question. And definitely, so this would be something that I have acquired over time or learned that has changed, has changed the way that I do things. Right. Um, I think I think the number though the 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 one thing that comes to mind right now is learning how to trust learning how to trust myself has been a big one in the beginning um I spent a lot of time asking people what they thought about a choice that I knew I was the only person that could make 
because everybody's experiences are different, right? It's like, it's like, you know, how people have relationship uh, problems and they'll go to a friend and they'll say, what do you think I should do? Well, the reality is like the friend can offer, but only so much because they're going to give you advice based on what they know from their own relationship experience or how they would deal with it. Um, and so learning to trust, learning to listen to the answers inside was a big one for me. And it helped, I think, across the board, even with the work as an actor and as a teacher and everything that I've done, you know, going into the room and trusting that what I have to offer is good. This, this is good stuff as long as it's honest and it's real and uh, it's relevant to the character, trust your choices, trust your instincts and be okay with them. Get comfortable with them, feel good in them, leave feeling empowered that another day you walked in and you allowed yourself to just be exactly who you're supposed to be. And that's a big one that, that has changed my life and continues to change my life as I answer different levels of myself. Peeling the onion. Yeah. 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 You know, there's something to be said about um, being you outside of pride and ego, because I just have to say, just honestly speaking for myself, you being here today, you being you exactly as you are is, is truthfully very moving to me. It's really beautiful to get to know you. It's inspiring and just heartwarming to, to hear who you are as a person. And a little bit, I mean, it's, I know it's a morsel. You have a lifetime to try and put into, you know, a few words, but really you're, you're, you're so genuine and, and, um, and thank you for being you. Oh, thank I'm you. So, I'm so glad you got to this point of being you. I know you'll continue to, but I know I'm certainly grateful to have this time getting to know you a little more. And I'm sure you guys out there will feel the same. It's really lovely. Uh, thank you, Sammy. That, uh, that means a lot to me. Thank you. And, and um, I, I, I also appreciate your openness too, because uh, the way that you allow yourself to be open during this interview, you allow yourself to receive the messages that I'm sharing, but I also am receiving the messages you're sharing and your story. And um, that says a lot about you. So thank you for us. You know, you, you've created this, this space in which I could do this and I could share and I feel very, very comfortable. I think anybody that's on your show, including what I saw when David was on the show is that it feels that way. So thank you. Thank you so oh, much. So oh, I'm really, thank you so much. That's, that's such a nice thing to say. And I'm just glad because to be honest, it's effortless with you. I'm just the same way. I'm just present with you. And it's just nice to talk to you. Yeah. So, and, and I love hearing about all you're doing. And, and if I, I know that there's so much more that we didn't even get to touch on. If there's anything like, I mean, I'd love you to come on again another time and talk more about what you have going on, but is there some things that we didn't touch on that you want to, uh, any of the stuff that you have going on or like we, he does everything guys. <laughs> <laughs> he produces rights, animates all this stuff. So uh, if there's anything that I like glossed over, please. Yeah. Um, throw it you, at me. Yeah. You can check out uh, this is probably something I didn't mention to you, but if you have access to Amazon prime, yeah, there's a feature film that um, 
that I produced and, and co-directed called The Stock Room, which is up there. It features some other familiar faces, maybe for, uh, for you, Sammy, maybe people who walked into your room like April Hernandez Castillo, uh-huh. Luis Antonio Ramos, Liza Colon Zayas. Um, these guys, they, you know, just bless me with their time. And so the, the movie focuses on the stock room of a clothing store. Um, you know, it's just an hour and a half of some stories it happens all in one day from 9am to midnight. Um, and, uh, so check it out. Yeah. Oh, I'll definitely check it out. You guys, (laughs) I'm already, that's like next on my list. I've been looking for something other than Sopranos. It's on. (laughs) I mean, no one gets whacked. That's, that's what. That's, uh, oh, come on, man! But it's just a break from getting whacked. That's all it is. A break from all getting right, whacked. A little break. A little break from getting whacked. All right, fine. <laughs> People's jobs get whacked, but that's about it. It's as, as, as far as we get with the whacking. Um, but yeah, that's definitely. Awesome. You know, uh, yeah. You know, you can uh, follow me on Instagram, Victor Cruz Films. If you want to check out the cartoon, you can log on to titasworld.com. All the episodes are up there, and, uh, and and that's actually the that's the YouTube channel for Victor Cruz Films, which is my production company. And there'll yes. be a lot more stuff outside of the animation. There'll be some some movies and TV stuff that will be up there as well coming soon. Awesome, and guys, like so, so you know you don't have to keep rewinding. All of these links and everything that Victor just said will also be posted along this episode, so you'll be able to click on everything, go directly to all of his stuff, which is awesome, and. Um, so much more that uh that i'll pick your brain about you'll have to come on again i would love to i would love to i I really love hanging out with you and ditto we'll love to hang out with you obviously outside of here i'll share some information with you yes i would love to see your own projects your your cartoons and comics come to life the way that that you'd like them to come to life and uh yeah yeah let's uh, let's let's keep chatting yeah man you're um i'll definitely pick your brain i we got to do some good stuff together this I always, and I always feel this, and this is, I get an energy from somebody and then it's usually my instincts kind of right with that. And then it's like, these are the people I want to talk to, like, you know, and it, it always turns out right. So thank you so much for being here. That's my pleasure. Guys. And so thank you so much for being here. Thank you for getting to be here with Victor and me. What a lovely experience. I'm sure you guys felt it because we do. And thank you so much for listening and supporting us and definitely go to all of Victor's links and check out all of, all the good stuff. Tita's world is freaking, <laughs> I just watched that. So it's awesome. <laughs> and um, thank you guys so much. Uh, click like, rate, subscribe, all that good stuff. If that helps, it does help us keep it going and uh, keep us all connected. So thank you guys so much, Victor. Thank you so thank much. You. Thank you. Just stay connected. Thank you.